<laughs> I, a friend of mine told me that he was driving through Jersey, and he had uh, he stopped at a pizza parlor, and the uh, and the he got a he got a box and he got it to go. And on the top of it, it said, "You tried the best." And then you open up the pizza box, and underneath it printed, it said, "Now go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll have to have a field trip to i've never been there i've never been to atlantic city you should go we should get a van with a bunch of microphones i was thinking the same thing try actually. not to get beat up i'm not I allowed that's, you're not, oh, that's you for the next the, episode there's two countries on this planet i am not allowed to go into what? no this this episode desperately needs to get interesting again wow. what happened in the states <laughs> with you we're talking about a 35 year story here right well okay so i can preface it like this there's a lot you wouldn't hear this on and you wouldn't hear this in the south of the border but there's this uh homeland security ice whatever whoever they can Customs and Border Patrol guys. Yeah. Uh, right. Story that comes up a lot here that they're asking people who come across into the States from Canada because we have legalized uh, pot here. Yeah. Have you ever smoked pot? That's the question. That's such I a mean, Okay. And if somebody says, oh, well, 25 years ago, you know, they, when I was a, they'll still say, they'll bar you for life. Wow. Get out of here. If you this say, is true. If you say, Oh, yeah. Well, I only started uh, in the last year because it became legal. Yeah. They'll bar you for life. Whoa. Yeah. And no, I mean, that just, it doesn't seem to have a purpose. But they, yeah. It, and, and it's called being a habitual user. Uh, wow. They'll even ask you, do you have any investments in the cannabis industry? So if you don't use it and you're invested in it, yeah, they can mm -hmm. bar you for life. So, it's weird. So I, was barred, it's I was barred for like life a long time ago. Down. Right. It's legal in the States and not federally. And I don't know what kind of insanity has hit them that they have to do this. But there are, the immigration lawyers are doing very well now because now you need to apply for a pardon. An E2 waiver. There you go. And and it's uh, you only get a maximum of five years. So you need to reapply for your pardon every five years. At a thousand bucks a pop. And when you get to the border, they can refuse your entry and not give you back your thousand dollars. It's wow, fucked up. Crazy. It's a cash grab, and it's been like that since mm, since Homeland Security. So what happened to you? Since uh, since George W. It's been that way for for that long. Yeah, because this is the way to wow, keep terrorists. I had no idea. Yeah, this is the way to keep terrorists. Because <laughs> you know, there's nothing worse than a stoner terrorist. They're so dangerous. <laughs> there's there's dangerous. been this big cash grab scam <laughs> at your border. <laughs> For, for <laughs> several decades now. Now, uh, what? What am I paying taxes for? They seem to be making enough money. Yeah, off, off of me. I know. So, uh, God, the, the, shortened, the shortened version of this, with other details, which of course is what makes the story interesting. But the shortened version of this was: I was busted for drugs. The fact that they're not mine, we could get into on another show. <laughs> which uh, is a ridiculous. It's a victimless crime. And, so unless you're selling them, I guess, but it's a victimless crime. And we then can talk and about that forever. It was a conditional discharge. It was thrown out of court. The evidence was not sound. And besides, oh, I was I was on. not I was I was not an adult yet, or I was just being tried as an adult after about a month. I was just turning nineteen. This and, is brutal. And uh... so, just in case you didn't know yet. You are listening to Latindian Style, the podcast. And I'm your host, Anand Bhatt, tu Latindio. So keep listening. We're going to have some fun.
Hey, so don't forget to also check out the What Were We Thinking podcast where Earl, McDog, Kayla, and I rip it up on all sorts of issues. It's another fun podcast to listen to. Check it out. This and, is brutal. And uh, they they gave me a year's conditional discharge, which uh, is still, con- well, we'll get to that part. And then, and then I had to stay with my mom and not talk to people that did drugs anymore. And of course I did that. And then uh, years later, <clears throat> years later, when I was, I was going in and out of America, following the Grateful Dead of all things, you know, and stuff like that. I hadn't, I didn't even think about it. You know, it's like three years later, four years later. Yeah, I don't smoke and weed, then, but I have wicked acid. And then, and then yeah. one, uh, and, and that was just going down by like in people's cars and or on the bus and stuff like that. And then finally I had this massive trip to go see this New Year's celebration for the Grateful Dead down in San Francisco. And I got, uh, it was an 11 day thing with like nine days in a Flamingo Western. I had the tickets for all four shows, including New Year's, which is notoriously hard to get. And I got to the border for the airplane, or I mean, I got to the, I got to Pearson and they refused me to get on the plane, even wow. though I'd been in and out of America again and again and again. Then comes the great story of my mother sneaking me across the border. We'll, we'll skip that. And we'll go to the part where I, I get down there and I managed to have a bit of fun in the last four days. It took five days during a Greyhound strike to get down there. And then, uh, and then um, years and years later, I had forgotten that I could have that charge completely removed, like a, a pardon, right? Mm-hmm. All right, but I, and I did get the pardon done. And then when I got to the border in 2008... When I had a position in a band in Hollywood that was going to be produced by Daniel Ash. Oh, no way. And I got to the border. I had a place to stay in a condo facing the ocean from Ventura. And uh, I got to the border and they said, what were you arrested for? Oh, wow. And I said, when? Which I guess was kind of like saying which time. (laughs) 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 Which time? Oops. Mm. It's like, do you you have any concealed weapons? What do you need? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So so they pulled me out and they explained to me that a conditional discharge where I'm from is the same as a conviction down here. Then they started talking bullshit about a DUI and then, and then like they're like, as if their daughter had been hit with a DUI and wasn't allowed to go to Niagara falls for the weekend or something. I don't know. He was really missed. Right. And all the people were standing across the room going, well, you know, we can just detain you right now. Right. And stuff like that. Anyways, I lost the position in that band and got sent back to Toronto. Oh, oh wow. And, uh, that's wow. really brutal. And oh, there's a lot of those along the way. But and, and this is all resting on the fact that there's a record of my record. Of course. Right? So I can so even though my record's brutal. been removed, there's a record of the record. So then right. then what's the point of having the record removed? You guys are crazy. <laughs> They're really hardcore. Well, right. that's I mean that's that's, that's Homeland Security. Like, it's its own terrorist cell, right? It's it's meant right, to Right, absolutely, right. I mean cuz it really is counterproductive because I tell you man, Canadians come down here and spend a fuck lot of money. I was gonna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah, I I mean, was going to make a lot of money like, and spend They're it. like, suddenly they're in a third world country. They're like, everything's a dollar. This is amazing. And they fucking buy a bunch of shit and go home. God, there was once one of Johnny's things in Vegas. All the dudes that came down from Canada with them filled up suitcases full of underwear and socks. That was the most <laughs> For sure. Because they'd ever seen three, like $2 underwear. They have, right? well, you guys have Ross Dress for Less, which we don't have, which yeah. is wonderful. And, <laughs> and outlet malls, right? And outlet malls in the States are super cheap, right. like yeah. crazy cheap. And I mean, you know, if it, 
if I ever was not allowed to go, I would probably lament that the most. I can't go down there and get my uh, khaki um, chinos for twenty four ninety five <laughs> since they're seventy five bucks here. Anyway, wow. So McDog, I want to know this. Aside from the fact that that completely sucks, and we're gonna have to start crafting a new identity for you or something. This is why I get cancer. Oh. Okay, well, yeah, we can get, that's why, you see, I knew if we started on something that was kind of unpleasant, we would divert. I want to know how you got connected to Danny Ash, who, so, for if, if, people, if people don't know, me. right, like the millennial, <laughs> yeah. uh, was the guitar, was he guitarist or bass player for Bauhaus? And guitar. Then he was guitar, and then he started Love and Rockets, right? Mm-hmm. So, so if you're at all which, a 90s person, you should know Love and Rockets. If you can't find footage no. of them, and it's very hard to find footage of, of Bauhaus together, but there's a really great way to do it, which is try to find a 1983 Tony Scott film starring David Bowie as a vampire called The Hunger. Oh, great movie and, the, and great and soundtrack. the opening credits is all Bauhaus right up against the lens singing Bela Lugosi's Dead for like five minutes. You can see how incredibly... Uh, moving they were, but this this song Bella Lugosi's Dead gave them kind of a connection to vampirism. So when video games started to come around, and you had like Blood Rain video game, then people started calling Daniel Ash, who is a guitar player who had moved to L.A. <laughs> who had moved to L.A. and he uh, and uh, and so he was, you know, that's where he was living. Okay, so. I'm living in Prague and I'm reading Craigslist and there's this Greek guy from, uh, from Greece <laughs> uh, who's living in Prague and he's looking for members for his band. And so I, I joined his band and we just, we were putting together a lot of music and then, uh, and then he, he had come from Greece being in kind of a, a band that was, you know how Tom Waits exists and he always has the same band, but no one knows who they are. All right. It's like that. So he was a member of some guy's band in Greece like that. And so that guy was making just one more album and he called him in Prague, please come back. And he did. But he had gotten a new singer for this album and my guitarist fell in love with that new singer. So he left the band and she was Greek American living in LA. So when they were done recording the album, he moved with her to California and and apologized to me for destroying the band. Two years later, he called me from L.A. and filled me in and said, listen, the guitar player is leaving our band. I want you to come down here. And then he told me that his girlfriend was in a room with her best friend listening to our new demo. And their, uh, their, her, his girlfriend's friend's boyfriend came in the room saying, what's this then? He said, oh, this is my friend's new band. It's like, oh, it sounds really good. Next time you play the whiskey, I'll do the sound. And it was Daniel Ash. I can't believe it. See, to, oh, right. So to an old guy like me, he's just, I know. He's I mean, one he's, of the greats, he's like, really important, right? I mean, he's been saddled incorrectly with the entire goth movement. That wasn't his thing. Cause this is not goth music. This is post-punk heavy new wave, right? Art. It's art house punk is what it is. There was no goth yet. Cause this song is from 19, what? 78. Yeah. Let me see. And then the vampire movie was five years later. Like it's really disconnected. But I'm sure he didn't argue. Someone walks up and says, you're the James Brown of vampires. You don't say no. No, you dye your hair black. <laughs> yes, immediately. <laughs> right away and get a biker jacket. All right. All right. Now, as usual, please do check out my artist profile on Spotify. Follow and let me know what you think. I look forward to 
hanging out with you again. Love you guys.